Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah, Alhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah Welcome back to our Sira classes where we are discussing the Meccan stage. We spoke about how the Prophet ﷺ returned from Al-Ta'if and Isra' al-Mi'raj. Now after this return from Al-Ta'if, he began to present himself to various tribes during the Hajj season. He was basically looking for somewhere to spread Islam, a home base for Islam, somewhere where the Muslims could go. Now, he would go to each tribe, and we're talking Arab tribes who would come to Mecca during the Hajj season. Even he would go to certain market, markets which were known, they were seasonal. He would go to them and he would call them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He would ask them, he would ask the members of these tribes, who will protect me, who will help me so that I could freely practice and convey the message of Islam. And in return, they will have Jannah. And during these visits, he would take Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. So Abu Bakr, as we know, he was a specialist in the history of the Arabs, family history and so on and so forth. So he would know the tribes, he would know the strong tribes, the weak tribes, he would know the strong and weak elements of each tribe. But even when the Prophet was calling still the enemies of Islam, Abu Lahab, his uncle, and even Abu Jahl would try and harm the Prophet would warn against him, would tell the other tribes about him. But the Prophet persisted to call. He would call the people to worship Allah alone. He would tell and recite to them the Qur'an. Now, what was the response? In general, we can basically break up the responses of these tribes. We're saying this is around the 11th year after prophethood, the 12th year after prophethood. Generally, it was three types of responses. The first response, they wanted nothing to do with the Prophet We're free of you, we want nothing to do with you. The second response, some responded in a way where they said, we'll follow you as long as you make it a condition that we are the leaders after you pass away. So they made a condition with their acceptance. And the third, they remained quiet. They didn't say anything. They didn't say this or didn't say that. Now, during this, uh, we can say the 11th year, in the Hajj season, the Prophet ﷺ came across six pilgrims from Yathrib and he sat with them and he spoke to them about Islam. What is Yathrib? Where is Yathrib? Who lives in Yathrib? Yathrib was the name of, is the name of Medina before the Prophet ﷺ named it Medina and now we only call it Medina, we don't call it Yathrib. But just for historical purposes in this lesson, who lived in Yathrib? Arab tribes, two main tribes. Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj. Who are they? Where do they come from? They're pagan Arabs. Where did they originate from? Yemen. And Aws and Al-Khazraj were brothers. And they're descendants of a man called Al-Harith bin Thalib bin Amr. And they are Qahtani Arabs, also known as the pure Arabs. They migrated from Yemen to Medina. They were brothers, but subhanAllah al-Azim, they started to fight amongst one another. So much so they were in constant fighting for about over a hundred years. And we're going to speak about some of their battles. Now, Jabir bin Abdullah al-Ansari, he describes the state we're in now, what happened now. So uh, this report is found in Muslim Imam Ahmad, 
And he says, radiallahu an, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stayed in Mecca for 10 years following the people to their homes and to Uqav and Majanna. These are famous marketplaces. And to Mina during the seasons of Hajj. Saying all along, the Prophet was saying to the people, who will shelter me? Who will help me so that I can convey the message of my Lord? And in return for that, for him accepting the Prophet sheltering him, who will help him in conveying the message, what will they get? Those who help him, they will have Jannah. They will have Jannah. Jabir continues to say that a man would come from Yemen and other places and his people would go to him and say, Beware of this young man from Quraysh. Don't let him deceive you. Warning against the Prophet He would walk amongst his men and they would point to him, meaning to the Prophet with their fingers. Beware of him. Don't let him deceive you. And Jabir said, and this situation continued until Allah sent us to him from Yathrib, from Medina to the Prophet He said, Jabir, we provided him with shelter and we believed in him. A man from amongst us would go out to him in Mecca and believe in him. And he, meaning the Prophet would teach him the Quran. That man would then return to his family who would embrace Islam because he embraced Islam and this continued until no house from the houses of Al-Ansar remained without having in it a group of Muslims who openly declared and practiced their Islam. So now the Aws and Khazraj, as we're going to discuss, become the Ansar, the helpers from Medina. Now, before we speak about these six pilgrims from Yathrib, a bit more about the history of Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj. They were living amongst the Jews. The Aws and Khazraj, they were pagan Arabs, originated from Yemen, pure Arabs, Qahtani Arabs. In the era before Islam, we said that they were always fighting. They were engaged in ongoing conflict, as some reports mentioned, for over 120 years. And the Jews also played a role in this. Sometimes they would take sides, sometimes they would change sides, they would plan and plot and do this and do that. And we'll speak more about them and their role in Medina later on, inshallah. Now, there were many battles between Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj. As we said, they're originally brothers. Remember that. And one of the great battles they had was Yawm Bu'ath. And this happened in the seventh year of the prophetic mission. And it's mentioned that the commanders, the leaders of both sides were killed. And the conclusion of this battle was indecisive. But a truce was drawn up and it remained in force until the advent of Islam. As they mentioned, it was an uneasy truce. They didn't want to fight. They wanted a solution. And subhanAllah al-Azim, it's mentioned that they had a king ready, as we're going to discuss when we speak about Medina, a king ready to rule them because they didn't want to fight anymore. And then look, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he ended their long, long enmity between one another and turned them into brothers in Iman, brothers in Islam. Aisha describes this and the hikmah behind this. There's always a wisdom. Think about it. Why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just a few years before the Prophet sallallahu makes hijrah to Medina, basically a great battle happens between these two great tribes and all their main leaders die, were killed in battle. What's the wisdom? Let's see what Aisha said, radiallahu anha, as is found in Bukhari. She said the day of Bu'ath was brought about by Allah for the good of his messenger. So that when Allah's messenger reached, meaning Medina, the tribes meaning of Medina had already divided and their chiefs, their leaders had been killed and wounded, meaning injured. So Allah brought about the battle for the good of his messenger in order that they, meaning the Ansar, can embrace Islam. Allah got Medina ready for the Prophet This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, 
The Voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'ah.